about to hear contains highly offensive and indecent material. Ryan, pull down your pants. <laughs> JB, you start sucking. The host, a comedian of questionable talent, speaks incessantly on topics of a sexual and scatological nature. I will fuck you, but I will not eat you. I want that fucking dick down my throat while I'm dicking him down. Okay. I hope my mother's listening. Your ass became a rosebud? Yeah, that's because I got dicked down real good. <laughs> he asks questions of his celebrity guests that are highly inappropriate and rude. Which of you has a bigger penis? Oh, that's a good one. That's a fun, good one. Going down on the clitoris? Oh, yes. Oh, I like Absolutely. where you're going with yep. this. For some reason, the word strap-on just comes right out of my mouth, Bianca. Yeah, you said come and strap-on at the same time. And he cannot stop talking about his buttocks. I think your butt is telling you, no mas, por favor. <laughs> this is the Adam Sank Show. If it's in my hand, I'm going to suck it. Powered by DNR Studios. <laughs> and now... The one, the only, Adam Sank! Bottom. And we're back! Yes, welcome to the Adam Sank Show. We're back live, bitches. If you're listening at 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturday, August 17th, 2019 in the year of our Lord at dnrstudios.com, which is the only place to hear this podcast live and throughout the week that it first airs. Hey, leave us your ratings and reviews on iTunes or wherever else you listen to this shindig. Email me, me, at adam and adamsank.com. Like the Facebook page. Download my comedy album, both comedy albums. And uh, finally... We are still raising money to keep JB alive on the ass. Go to adamsank.com and donate to the Keep JB on the Ass Fund. There's a link right at the top of my homepage. We are currently at $2,500. Come on. Now, that sounds great, but actually only a fraction of you bitches have donated. It's just that some of you, the ones who have donated, are so generous that they've donated a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, fifty bucks. I mean, this really. I thank you guys for donating the biggest amount, the largest amount, and the smallest amount. You guys who donate are like really something amazing. So thank you. Very well said, JB. I agree. So uh, you know, we at this point we have enough to keep him for another year, which is fabulous. But uh, we'd like to keep him for two years, three years, ten years, however long this show lasts before Trump destroys the planet. So go to adamsank.com. Today on the show, we have an ass favorite. Comedian Irene Bremis, she of the beautiful tits, is here to promote her very first comedy album entitled Unladylike. Uh, but first, I need to introduce a man who really, at this point, needs no introduction and no applause. He is the newly employed Ryan Frostig. Hello, dear. They're still applauding for you, Ryan. They're never Thank you. Stop. I mean... They shouldn't. Ryan, do, do you want to announce your uh, your new... Uh, I, um, yeah, I guess I'll... Your new uh, position? Official? Bottom. Um, yes, I am now officially a bottom. bottom. Um, oh, that the timing was really mm, good. Spooky. Mm -hmm. um, I am, uh, after five years in hospitality, I am leaving the biz and finally becoming a corporate sellout, getting my Monday through Friday nine to five as a receptionist. So lots of pencil skirts and sensible heels in my future. Yes. I love a good pencil skirt. Love a good pencil skirt. I'm going to be really <laughs> so sensible. So happy for Ryan. Cheek. Yes. Thank you. It's been, it's been kind of a wild ride. And, you know, I've, I've shared um, on the show that I, I work at, at a hotel. And it's been, uh, it's been fun. You got to meet a lot of celebrities. I got to meet a lot of celebrities. I got to. Including Todrick Hall, who you say is. Is kind of a uh, horrible person. 
You heard it kind here of. first. No, he is a horrible person. Sorry, I take that back. Todrick, hope you're listening. Todrick, if you're Mwah. listening, you're a cunt. Love you. But um, congratulations. I Thank think that's you. fabulous. And, uh, and I, it means that I can you know continue doing the show and yes, finally have like a real thing. schedule and feel like an adult. Fuck your life. The most important thing is that you no longer do I have to have fill-in co-hosts as much as I love them. <laughs> it will always be the Frost Pigs. Except for September 14th when you're going to be somewhere else. I'll be in Chicago. So there you go. He's still going to live his life. But we, we congratulate the Ryan. And speaking of congratulations, uh, remember when I was telling you guys to go online and nominate the ass for a podcast award? Well, here's what we got. Sterilize so you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. That's right. No nominations. Nada. Zero. Zilch. Damn you guys. Come on. It's really embarrassing because we were nominated last year. We were a... We were an award-nominated uh, podcast. Yes. We were like Will and Grace. We and now, now we're a fucking it. loser. We're, and we're by losers. the way, uh, no tea, no shade. The podcasts that were nominated, aside from Derek and Romaine, who absolutely deserve it, I've never heard of any of them. Of the I don't know her. I went on their Facebook pages. They don't have any more likes than we do. Uh, they just have listeners who went online and took the time to nominate them. We're not saying it's your fault. It's completely your fault. It's your fault. It's 100% your fault. So next year, remember, when I, we ask you to do something, we're not just do whistling Dixie out of our asses. We actually need you. But I, um, can, can I just say one please. thing? Just uh, to sort of tag on um, to the JB thing. Our listeners really are the best. And, you know, uh, Adam and I are both doing Cycle for the Cause next month. And um, we've, had some, we've had listeners donate to both of our campaigns, not once, not twice, but three times. So um, even though you didn't get us nominated, you bitches, thank you for being so supportive. It's true. And And honestly, Cycle for the Cause is more important than keeping JB on the show. More important than our podcast nominations. No, but the two things. These are HIV AIDS programs that save people's lives. So um, it's not not easy to give a link to that. Just keep your eye on our Facebook pages. We're we're always posting about it. It's going to be a a big adventure for us. But, uh, But yes, so everybody... Pray that Derek and Romaine win once again best LGBTQ podcast as they should. For three years in a row, this will be the yeah. third year for winning. I think they'll them. get it, but uh, it's out of everyone's hands now. Now it's it's in the jury's hands. So, um, all right, we're going to start with a with a weird story out of New Orleans. This past Tuesday, comedian in quotation marks Andy <laughs> Dick was physically assaulted outside a nightclub uh, that he had just performed at. Some guy apparently just cold cocked him. Um, Andy fell really hard. He, he hit like a pay, like a wall, the wall of a building, and then somehow also hit a motorcycle. And he was unconscious for a full 15 minutes. Uh, the last I heard, he was still hospitalized. I think he may have a brain bleed. Oh, wow. And it looked just like this was a, just a random act of violence. But uh, the story has changed somewhat. Now police have apprehended the assailant, whose name is... Um, Something Hale. Why can't I find his last name? His Is it first Derek name. Hale? It's, who's Derek Hale? A teen wolf. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, this guy, David Hale, excuse me, a 46-year-old, admits that he did it. He claims he only did it because Andy Dick grabbed his dick and winked at him. Of course. Now, Andy Dick does have a history of grabbing people by the genitals, both male and female. 
he's sort of famously unrecovered alcoholic slash drug addict who's constantly, you know, getting clean and then not. And he has a history of like licking people and grabbing people and just being really creepy and inappropriate. And um, meanwhile, Dick's side of, of the story, his his people are saying, absolutely not. This guy, Hale, was the brother of someone who was opening for Andy Dick. And he was in the green room hanging out with all of them. He asked to take a picture with Andy. Andy complied. Mm. There was no hanky-panky. But it doesn't. it only takes a second to grab someone's dick. So who knows if anyone actually witnessed it. But here's the twist. A I know you twist. love a twist, Ryan. I do. If it turns out that Andy Dick did grab his dick... <laughs> then they both could be facing charges. What? Andy Dick could be facing up to 10 years in prison. I like for sexual assault. He was already in prison. No. <laughs> I, I like I, I, he's been he was sort of been off the radar for a while, right? Really yeah, I mean he sort of comes and goes. Every time he's in the news it's never for a good reason. Of course. And sometimes he shows up on a reality show. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm amazed that he's still performing. Andy Dick, I don't even think of as a stand up. He's more of a comic actor. Yeah. And I can't imagine like what his act must be like. Especially because he's always fucked up. Have you ever met no him? Teen, I've never met Andy. No. No T no Shay, I thought he died. Like <laughs> I thought he died. I thought no okay, tea. I thought he was either in jail or like died of an overdose. Seriously. No, he's alive for now. And, uh, you know, I hope he's okay. But I went on the Adam Sancho Facebook page because I sort of was torn about how I felt. And I mm-hmm. was like, listen, if he did grab the guy's dick, that's wrong. But did he deserve to be, like, Beaten. completely knocked out to the point where he could have died? And I have to say, the vast majority of Adam Sancho uh, interactors were like, bitch, you sexually assault someone? All bets are off. You get what you deserve. Right. Okay, so here's my question. Was it just one punch or was he just beating the it shit out of him? It was one big punch. Okay, it's actually so you, caught on video. That's totally different. Like, you sexually assault me, I give you one punch, and then you get unconscious. That's, I don't know what to say. You got a weak jaw. Yeah, a number of people said, listen, if it were a guy assaulting a woman mm-hmm. and she punched him and he hit the ground, we'd all be applauding her. Right. So I guess I guess I agree. It just feels you just like shouldn't. Well, what an overreaction. I mean, if someone grabbed my dick, I'd be like, "Hey, get the fuck away from me." But I'm also not. If someone grabbed your dick, you'd be like, hmm, "Thank you." Actually, can you go a little bit this way? No, but oh, you this. know, I've been touched inappropriately. Yeah, of I was a cocktail waiter. Yeah, and in fact, I'll, I'll tell this story in, in just a few minutes. But when I was a cocktail waiter at Barrage Bar, I got groped by a lot of people I did not want to be groped by while I was like holding drinks. Right. You know, and it is violating. But I would never punch someone just because I'm not a violent person. But that's the thing. It's like when you violate someone, you don't know, especially if they're like a stranger or even someone that you don't know very well. Like you don't know where they're coming from. You don't know what their experience is. So like this was the way that he reacted. And and that was on Andy Dick, I think, for for um, for, you know, grabbing someone's cock without allegedly. Allegedly. Here's what I wish for Andy Dick. I wish that he recovers. I wish that he gets treatment for whatever his substance abuse issue du jour is. <laughs> and I wish that he fucking learns to stop touching people um, without their consent. Love and light. Meanwhile, Ryan, the New York City Department of Health has released a warning that I think is right up your alley. Yes, it's... Uh... It's about eating ass. I did not give you permission to use this audio. <sighs> Adam. Actual audio of Ryan with his boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, the ad features a tongue and a peach emoji <laughs> and has a headline reading, getting a little tongue in cheek. 
And then the follow-up line says, keep diarrhea from spreading during ass play. Oh, my God. That is... I feel very, I feel very attacked and also very seen. Because it is something to, you know, be mindful of. It doesn't stop me. The ad warns about infections resulting from anal sex play, such as fingering, rimming, fisting. And it says, avoid anal sex for two weeks after suffering from any type of diarrhea. You know what? If I did that, I would never have sex. Because <laughs> I have diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. Fairly often. I have a Jewish stomach. Wait, I'm just looking at the ad now on the back of your thing. (laughs) It's clever. It's clever, but it's also like such a, I mean, they just took the emojis and just put them. They just, it's not very creative. It's it's, clip art. Yeah. It's basic. It inserts people where to go to get a low, low to no cost hepatitis vaccine. Hepatitis A is a short term infection that can harm the liver and it's commonly spread through fecal contamination. Well... (laughs) I have something to say to the New York City Health Department. Go fuck yourself. Symptoms include diarrhea, nausea, abdominal pain, and fever. Listen, there's a reason why I almost never rim. And it's not just because I don't like doing it. It's because (laughs) that is how the most infections are spread. Well, uh, as someone that has uh, rimmed thousands of men, men, uh, I'm not going to stop. So everyone can go fuck themselves. I mean, no one's telling you to stop. I think that the, the, They're the suggesting takeaway is to tell your partners if you've recently had diarrhea. And if you have, be like, you know what? This is not such a good time. <laughs> Let's uh, play Monopoly instead. Ooh, sounds fun. What you doing over there? Uh, I was just checking my phone because one of our guests is uh, texting hmm. as usual. Meanwhile, in Texas... Here's a story that really infuriates me. If, if those of anyone listening is near uh, San Antonio, please do not patronize a gay bar called Pegasus because its owner, a guy named Mauro Garza, is seeking the Republican nomination in uh, the congressional district that he lives in. Uh, he is a member of the gay of the gay group Log Cabin Republicans, and he's a Trump supporter. Ugh. Red hat and everything. Oh, my God. So now there's a Twitter account, Protest the Peg, which is imploring LGBTQ people to boycott Pegasus. And by the way, you should follow Protest the Peg and retweet them. Um, A spokesman said, we must stand together to ensure that political attacks on our community are denounced. The fact that this guy, in addition to being gay, is Latin. I mean, I'm assuming he's Latin. His name is Mauro Garza. Mm -hmm. It's so infuriating to me. That, that a gay Latino man in 2019 would still be a Republican and would be supporting Donald Trump. Do, do they not understand what Trump and Pence have done to our community? I, I guess not. I don't, I don't understand it. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't know. They have rolled back every protection possible. They have sided with every homophobe that's out there trying to deny us basic services. They've erased any reference to LGBTQ people from all of the White House websites. They've reversed protections for trans kids, for children who identify as trans. Pence is the most homophobic person to ever occupy the the executive branch of government. The fact that they're still... And the Law Cabin Republicans as a group just endorsed Trump for 2020 yesterday. I don't get it. So fuck them, fuck Mauro Garza, and fuck Pegasus San Antonio. I don't know if there are other any gay bars there. I think I actually played San Antonio. Really? Never been. 
No, Amarillo. Mm. I played Amarillo on, on my breakup comedy tour in 2010 at a place called the 212 Club. Mm. Um, but San Antonio, no Pegasus Protest for you. Protest the peg. Protest the peg. Protest the Trump supporters. Meanwhile, there's a story I've been following all week out of Modesto, California. Um, a group there, a, a, a hate group, essentially, has been trying to mount a straight pride celebration. And, you know, this has been happening in different places, including uh, Boston. Um, this one's gotten a lot of attention for several reasons. First of all, I want to play a soundbite. This is the guy who's spearheading this. His name is Don Grundman. And he's known for mounting these kinds of events all over California. In addition to being anti-gay, he's also a white supremacist, which hmm. is very clear from his rhetoric. He talks about protecting Western civilization, which is code word for, mm -hmm. you know, let's like hurt, you know, let's get rid of all the people of color. Right. But anyway, so the Modesto City Council um, were hearing people on both sides of the issue as to whether or not they should grant a permit for this hate event. Listen to what Don Grudman said. This is him testifying in front of the city council. To justify attacks against us in that part, and when they come, you're going to turn right around and say, well, we deserved it. We haven't done anything. We're a totally peaceful racist group. <laughs> he fucked up and referred to his own group as racist, and the crowd went crazy. And then, wow. and then he kept yelling at them. He's like, no, you're, this is your fault. You're the ones injecting race into this. Okay, so you've got Don Grunman. Then you've got this woman who lives in Modesto who's also part of this hate group. She's like partnered up with Don Grunman and trying to create this straight pride event. Her name is Melinda Mason. Here's a little bit of Melinda Mason talking about the issues she has with LGBTQ people. What is different now is they are being accepted and they are being, nor being normalized. And my real problem with it is that it's being taken into the classroom. We're being normalized, uh, Ryan. It's so wrong. How could we, how could society let us just like, you know, live our lives? I bet she watches RuPaul Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the twist. And I know you love a twist. Give me that twist. Melinda Mason's son, Matthew Mason, who's 28 years old, is openly gay. Yes. Estranged from his mother and has spoken out against this straight pride event. He was actually one of the, the uh, LGBTQ people from Modesto uh, addressing the city council that same night that Don Grunman called his group racist. Matthew Mason was there standing up for us and explaining uh, who Don Grunman and Melinda Mason actually were and what they were about. T take a listen to this. The people that are organizing this event are white supremacists. I know them. I've known Melinda Mason my entire life. I met Don Grunman when I was 14, and I knew him for several years after that. I was educated by Melinda through all 12 grades of school. She celebrates the Western civilization of the United States, but ignores the horrors of genocide, slavery, colonialism, and segregation that the United States is built upon. I have personally heard her use hateful, harmful rhetoric when describing the LGBTQ community and non-Christian religious communities. Don Grunman is a radical right-wing fascist from the Bay Area who is attempting to use Modesto as a launching ground for his political and cultural campaign of hate. That's, he's talking about his mom. Yeah, that it, must be really hard, but it, good for him. Yeah, it's hard to imagine having to publicly go up against your mom 
because she's planning an anti-gay white supremacist event in your hometown. Can you imagine Phyllis Sank doing this? No. And I commend Matthew Mason for having the guts to do it and to stand up for all of us. So I reached out to him and asked if he would uh, be willing to come on the ass, and he said yes. So joining us on the phone now, all the way from Modesto, California, is Matthew Mason. Hello, how are you? Matthew. Hey, Matthew. Dude, I'm in love with you. <laughs> Aw, thank you. Have you been getting mobbed with media requests? It has been very busy in the media for me the past couple of weeks. Thankfully, it's sort of calming down now as everything's coming to a head. Um, but yeah, it's been intense. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. I really, you're like my hero. Um, Aw. What's the current status of the event? Because I know it's kind of gone back and forth all week. Yeah, so uh, yesterday, Friday night, was their deadline to get event liability insurance uh, for their event. And they were unable to um, they were unable to get covered, so their permit was denied. Uh, I was reading an interview that Don Grunman did with a reporter from the Modesto Bee yesterday, and he uh, he was saying that they're playing their cards close to their vest, but there's still going to be event an event next Saturday in Modesto. So we have no idea where that's going to be, what time it's going to going to be. So we're just going to have to monitor social media and find out. And they can have an event. They just can't have, without a permit, they can't have, like, um, amplification equipment. They can't have security, right? Is, am I right about that? Exactly. And they can't have it where they want it, at the Mancini Bowl, which is one of the city venues which requires a permit to be occupied. Matthew, what was it like growing up with Melinda Mason as your mother? Pretty shitty. <laughs> You, you mentioned uh, um, being educated by her. Were you homeschooled? Yes, I was. Uh, Melinda did not uh, trust the um, trust the public education system because she thought that it would brainwash me and my older brothers. Uh, so she decided to educate me herself and do the brainwashing herself. But it didn't work. How were you able to sort of break away from that dogma? with which you'd been raised? Um, well, for a couple of years, uh, when I was a teenager, before I, um, before I came out, like, it just got a lot more um, difficult to really reconcile what I understood of Jesus Christ with this type of Christianity that Melinda was trying to force upon me. And I was able to break away because I finally, you know, came out lived in my own truth, and, you know, I was punished for it, but it was literally the most liberating event uh, experience of my life. Yeah. I noticed that you, you refer to her as Melinda. You never referred to her as my mom. One thing I read struck me as really interesting, which is that your biological mother, Christy Ayu, <laughs> sits on the Modesto yes. City Council, and she opposes the straight pride event. Like, yes. This is a kind of a crazy story. How is it that, that Melinda raised you instead of Christy, who sounds like a way cooler mom? Uh, yeah, so Christy is a very cool mom. Um, she she's had she's had a she's had a life, dude. Um, and when she was nineteen, she um, she was already she already had a three year old kid. Um, and she got she was pregnant again 
And she didn't know what to do with it because she was just like, I can't have another baby. I can't deal with this right now. Um, so she ended up giving me up for adoption after she decided not to have an abortion. Um, and interestingly enough, Melinda Mason uh, was outside of an abortion clinic in Modesto protesting, you know, with those grisly signs they like to protest with. And uh, Christy saw them and pulled over and went up to Melinda and decided to talk to her. And Melinda offered to adopt her baby. And Christy said, yes. Wow. This is like a lifetime movie. I know. Right. So I'm just waiting for my Ellen interview. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. So did you grow up knowing who Christy was? Did you have a relationship with her? No, not at all. I did not meet Christy until I was 19. Oddly enough, I came out of the closet. Melinda freaked out. She had contact with Christy, and she called Christy to see if Christy could somehow help Melinda convince me to go into conversion therapy. Mm, wow. Um, at which point, Christy was like, oh, well, let me get his number, and we'll talk. And uh, we met for coffee, and she was like, Melinda wants me to fix you, and I just want to tell you that there's nothing to fix. Oh, Thank God. So yes. have you had a relationship with her ever since? Yes. And it was, um, sorry. interestingly enough, I call her mama and I do not call Melinda mom. I don't blame you. And when was the last time you actually spoke to Melinda? Uh, like face to face? Yeah. Uh, 2016. Wow. I mean, I, I thank God for Christy and thank God that you now have that connection with her. But I have to say, you seem like an incredibly healthy, well-adjusted person um, to have gone through that kind of upbringing with someone who was so hateful and so anti-gay and, and just sort of teaching you all the wrong things. Do you credit Christy with being the person who sort of, I don't know, allowed you to, to grow into the man that you are now? Um, or do, or are there yeah. other people in your life that you were able to and look up to? I mean, at the core of everything, I am the person that is responsible for uh, my personal growth and development as a human being. Yeah. And um, I did take responsibility for that. And, um, you know, I've gotten very close with my therapist over all of this. I bet. Um, But Christy has been a a voice of reason and support and defense and encouragement to me. And it's she's been she's been a rock. Wow. And I just the idea that she's on the city council and she's on one side of this and Melinda's on the other. It's just it's an incredible story um, personally as well as politically. Modesto. Yeah. Modesto, for those of you who don't know, is a city of about 200,000. You guys are 90 miles outside of San Francisco. But I gather it's a very different world than San Francisco. What, What was it? What's it like being gay there? Is there a gay scene? Uh, yes, there is a gay scene. I was actually over at uh, one of the local drag clubs in Modesto for a drag show last yes. um, <laughs> So, so, and it's eight o'clock in the morning here, so I'm a little tired. Good morning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, growing up, like the part of Modesto that I saw was the very far right Republican conservative uh, side of Modesto. But since I've come out and really gotten really gotten to know who the people in my community are, 
um, I realized that there is a there is a strong core foundation of of love and support um, for marginalized and um, marginalized and LGBTQ communities. I mean, we are we're the Central Valley. We're the agricultural region of California and the United States and and the world. We have a huge immigrant population of uh, people from Mexico and uh, lower Central American countries. And, um, yeah, we have a lot to work on, mainly because of our conservative uh, policies, but we've been making a move over the past few years. And it's really becoming, it's really becoming more of a safe place than it was. That's great. If the event does take place, how many people do you think will show up supporting it? Like, is there a large group of people that actually want to be part of this kind of hate event? Uh, You know, when the Proud Boys disavow your event and decline an invitation to attend, you must be pretty screwed up. Why did the Proud Boys turn Um, it down? Because they're fucking nuts. I'm sorry, am I not supposed to swear? No, please Please do. (laughs) Okay, because they're fucking nuts. Yeah, um, we're talking about Grunman and, and, and Melinda. Grunman and and Mason, yeah. Um, and the Proud Boys are just like, yeah, no, we don't even want the media optics on that on this. <laughs> because it's clearly. So I'm in, go ahead. I, I'm anticipating maybe like five people to show up <laughs> to the event because <laughs> nobody nobody wants to touch this thing with a ten foot pole. Yeah. Well, speaking of a 10-foot pole, are you single? <laughs> a lot of people want to know. I, <laughs> yes, I am. All right. Well, Matthew, you've shown yourself uh, to be a leader for our community. Do you have any plans to continue this activism and maybe run for office yourself someday? Uh, definitely continuing the activism. I don't know about running for office. That sounds like a whole lot of work. Well, I think you're up for it. And Matthew Mason, I I applaud you. I thank you so much for talking to us today. I think you're awesome. Thanks, Matthew. Thank you. And keep fighting the good fight. Will do. Good luck. I hope this event doesn't happen. And if it does, I hope, as you say, five people show up. Right. Me too. Thank you so much. Take care, babe. Isn't he the greatest? He's awesome. Yeah. um, It's hard because I have a somewhat similar relationship with my dad. Um, we don't speak and, uh, it's, it's hard, but it sounds like he's using it as fuel to make change in the world, which Absolutely. is really amazing. Don't you wish like some man would come forward and be like, I'm your real dad yes. and I love gay people. I mean, day. that is a lifetime <laughs> yeah. movie. I'm someone needs to option that really though. It is, it is an amazing story. Real quick. We're going to do this story about Don Lemon. We're going to do the uh, gay pride update and then we're going to talk to Irene Bremis. So, um, a man named Dustin Heiss has filed a sexual assault lawsuit against Don Lemon, oh, the CNN no. anchor. Um, but it's very Dan Lemon is what I see here. Dan Lemon, oh, my typo. Sorry, <laughs> but it's very. His claims are a little bit hard to uh, believe. He worked as a bartender in Sag Harbor, Long Island, which is out near the Hamptons. It's very bougie. Um, the, the, in a bar called Murphs, he claims that he, the bartender, tried to get Lemon's attention and offered to buy him a lemon drop because his name's Lemon. Um, but then later on, Lemon allegedly put his hand down the front of his own shorts, vigorously rubbed his genitals 
removed his hand and shoved his index and middle fingers in the plaintiff's mustache under the plaintiff's nose. Oh, my God. So he could sniff it. Lemon then allegedly put his fingers under Heiss's nose and asked him, do you like pussy or dick? I believe we have some audio of the sniffing. That sounds like licking. Heist is is now suing Lemon for unspecified damages following the alleged encounter. Um, But CNN is taking Lemon's side. They say the plaintiff in the lawsuit has previously displayed a pattern of contempt for CNN on his social media accounts. So he's one of these like Trump trolls. Right. Um, This claim follows unsuccessful threats and demands for an exorbitant amount of money from Don Lemon. Don categorically denies these claims. And this matter does not merit any further comment. If Don Lemon put his hand down his pants put his fingers under your nose oh yeah would you sniff absolutely i would sniff of course i would sniff and like uh, i mean i hope i mean this i feel like this is not true but like i kind of think it's hot so okay so if you're listening here's what i want to say about this when i was a a bartender Mm -hmm. or cocktail waiter at barrage this one guy came in stuck his finger down the back of my pants and then he, the whole night, every time I looked at him, he was sniffing his own finger. Like, Okay, that's creepy. And I was like, that is such a turnoff and so disgusting. And also, I hope my ass doesn't smell. Like, if my ass smells, that's, uh, that's not sexy. But, like, it, it could be a good smell. Like, it could be, it doesn't have to be, like, a poopy smell. There's no such thing as a good ass smell. That's not true, Adam. Well, you and I differ on this, which is why you're going to get hepatitis A over and over again. <laughs> Thank you for putting that out there into the universe. I hope that it comes true. You're welcome. Yeah. On that note, it's time for our weekly Pride Roundup. Hit it, Ann Steele. Sing along. You know the words. I want to be... Oh, shit, I don't know the words. I don't know the words. <laughs> we know this part. Oh, love. We'll have to record um, an ass love can music video to this song. Yes, we already decided we were going to do that. Well, with Anne dancing and yes. Anne singing and the rest of us dancing I'll naked in the background. Tonight. Here's the drums. Okay, this week they're celebrating Pride down in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yes. In a place called Chimaru. Chimaru. In Cardiff, which is the capital of what country? Anyone know what Cardiff is the capital of? Uh, uh, Wales. Yes, you looked at the sheet. No, I didn't. I actually knew that. Cheating fuck. I didn't. I didn't look. Staying in England, August 23rd through 26th, is Manchester Pride. Manchester Pride. I really don't do a good Manchester. August 23rd through September 2nd is Pride Calgary in Canada. Work. Also, August 24th is Cornwall Pride. That makes me think of Charles from Cornwall. Cornwall, England celebrates. And August 24th and 5th, is Silicon Valley Pride, which is pride for anyone who has fake tits made out of silicone. Work. And speaking of fake tits, <laughs> our studio guest today is an ass favorite. I believe this is either her th- oh, with JB. I believe this is her third or possibly fourth time on the show, and she's out with her very first comedy album. It's entitled Unladylike. Take a listen. My father, God rest his soul, he was uh, he was Asperger's before it was fashionable to be Asperger's. Now everybody's Asperger's. Why, you're nobody at all if you're not on the spectrum, am I right? Something, darling, like a little ADHD, a little something. High-functioning autism, something? 
My dad was always a little awkward. He looked disheveled. He looked like the hurricane hit him as well. But he was very intuitive, extremely insightful, and he knew my sister was a lesbian well before any of us did, including my sister herself. And he would speak to me cryptically and in metaphors. He'd say, Irene, your sister is a vegetarian. (laughs) She likes cats. I'm like, I got the metaphor, Dad. Got it! Oh, Jesus. My father, God rest his The album is called Unladylike. It's available everywhere. And joining us now live in studio is Irene Bremis. Come on, Irene. Irene, I think this is the first time we've been on the show. Come on, Irene. Yes. First time meeting? Right here. Yes. Irene, I feel like I know you. I feel like I know you too. You're gorgeous and adorable. And just, of course. This is great. This is We're already starting it off with a love fest. And I want to further say that Adam, I love you. I love you. I love you so much on a very serious note. I would not have this album if it was not for Adam Sank. Adam is such a (laughs) beautiful... Adam, seriously, in a very... And I'm going to. I'm (laughs) gushing over you. I'm gushing over you. And I have to just say that we're in a very selfish, um, you know, narcissistic business. And you selflessly helped me immediately. Not only that, I drove you you crazy with one question after the other. And I will continue. A lot of questions, sweetie. You are the most selfless, most giving, most supportive, most beautiful, smart, gorgeous, just best ass and you know what I'd stick my finger down your ass too and say hey, yes. obsessively why Thank not you. I want a little scent you want to do it right now and I, I'll do it, <laughs> do right, it right now, now. sweetie it's very you know what I think Don moment. Lemon screwed up he shouldn't have gone to this guy he should have gone to uh, Joe Biden I think that would have worked favorably <laughs> for him but uh, Adam seriously you and I also want to give frankly Odie a shout out but I drove you insane no, you were fine, and I was happy to I help. I love you. Thank but you. But I will say, yes. um, I do help every comedian You're wonderful. that has ever asked me for help, and I get almost nothing in return. Well, anything that you need from me. You are lovely. No, I you've mean, anything. Been very... I give you my kidney, but it's saturated in red wine. But anything else, sweetie. <laughs> no, it's my pleasure. I give you my virginity, so glad... but that's been taken. But anything else, sweetie. I'm so anything glad else. that you finally uh, did it. The album is great. It looks great. Your cover art is fabulous. Thank you, sweetie. The, it, describe it. Okay, so um, I had to think of a way, you know, I'm, I'm constantly told that I swear too much, I'm inappropriate, I say things that I shouldn't say, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I thought, you know, why don't I set the tone um, uh, for the album and dress up like a sailor because I swear like one and uh, have my rack out because without my rack, I'm nobody at all. Her tits are <laughs> out. Your tits are amazing. My tits are out. You know, they are. Fabulous. One yeah, tit you, is sweetie. almost completely exposed Well, on the album. you know what? That was done purposely and I think they even airbrushed the nipple which upsets me, 800-pound gorilla record label because I want... No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> and you're seated on a piano. And I'm sitting... Well, right? really, it's... A, you know, they Photoshop lovely. but I'm sitting on a piano and I've got, of course, you know, all these sailors, you know, gawking over me because mm, they're only humans sure. <laughs> you look like a gorgeous whore I look like a gorgeous whore and you know what that is exactly what I was setting yes. who I, did the art um, okay so uh, Ian did from the label Ian Atkins he's amazing I should have he, had did him the art. he was brilliant you know and I think I drove him crazy as well because I was very in my own head about it so I basically had a photographer take the initial picture and uh, then he photoshopped the piano and he photoshopped uh, the guys in. He, he photoshopped the sailors and, and in the in the bar and everything. And it was brilliant. I mean, I seamlessly fits. Then he color corrected the um, the uh, the 
the color so that it's oh there here we go, we go. Yes. oh it had to be like a low hanging it yeah to be like a, there I we go hanging. that's i knew there's something you know this is the problem that i have with my husband too it's gotta be in a <laughs> Anywho, I'm ask about now that. i'm jesse sweetie we are on so uh yeah so he did it and i'm, I'm very thrilled well, it's gorgeous is there like a recurring theme or a motif to your jokes on this album i was thinking about this for myself too right okay um that's a fair question i like it and i think uh the um i think the ongoing hook will be the that I, you know, I talk about politics a, a lot and I kind of circle back on that, you know, like I know that a lot of people don't, and I thought, you know, I'm going to get a lot of, although we're living in a bubble and a lot of people are liberal in New York or, you know, I feel like mainstream America, as you were talking, you know, to your previous guests, a lot of them are Trump supporters and I don't necessarily want to alienate them, but at the same time, I'm really wholeheartedly not letting back at all about how I feel Politically, so I think that's kind of sort of a thing that kind of revisits throughout the whole thing. Whether I'm talking about myself or I'm making a point about ageism, I think that that would probably be the thing. And what is your perspective on politics at the moment? Well, at, at the moment, I mean, I think the world is we're we're in a in a very bad state right now. Um, we've never been more divisive. At the same time, it's sort of like being in a murder scene where somebody puts on that DNA light. And you yeah. can see the fucking blood and D, you know what I mean? And oh, was that jizz? We never saw that. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> we've been raped for the love of God. You know, so I feel like there's this uh, big light on America right now. And uh, anything that was existing sort of like under a rock is now sort of being unearthed. And we're having to deal with like a lot of these issues. And we are in a place where we need now to come together collectively and see the truth because the truth has been lost. You know, I mean, we have a, a, a sitting president that uh, everything out of his mouth is a lie. Every single thing is a lie. And when we start to address something, immediately he deflects right, and he right. goes on to the next thing. So it's a, it's we're being manipulated. We don't even know that we're being manipulated. We're being lied to. We're accepting the lies that this is being normalized. So yeah, that's trying. what's being normalized. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. That's the thing that we have to worry about being normalized, not yeah. homosexuality. Exactly. Hello. 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 You know. Yeah. I, I'm kind of a casual student of history. I like mm -hmm. to know what went on in the past, sometimes mm -hmm. to make my to make me feel better about right. this. Like of I go, course. was it ever this bad? You know, listen, we had the Civil War. Mm -hmm. Nothing was ever worse than that. Mm -hmm. You had hundreds of thousands of Americans mm -hmm. dead at one another's hands. Um, and even during the 60s, you know, you had hundreds of thousands of young boys, teenage mm -hmm. boys being right. sent off to Vietnam right. to die in a pointless war. Mm -hmm. And every member of the government was telling us that this was absolutely necessary. We had to do this. It was communism had to be stopped. There was no reason for us to be there. We could, none of those people had to die. Right. You know, and, and then I remember weapons of mass destruction. Right. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. remember hearing, the Bush era. Yeah. I also remember hearing that when Kennedy was assassinated, applause broke out in classrooms across the South. You know, oh. so we have been in this situation right. before. Right. What's different now, I think, is that we didn't used to have an entire news operation, mm -hmm. Fox News Channel, oh, Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, oh. all the right-wing radios, Breitbart, that mm -hmm. essentially amplified everything mm -hmm. the president was lying about and, and rationalizing his behavior in other words, the news was always on our side because right. the news was the news. That's the news right. was factual. Mm -hmm. that, factual. That's no longer the case. No, it's not. There's no fact-checking whatsoever. And you know what? People that think that there's a difference between Fox News and Breitbart, guess what? Nothing. There's no there's difference not. at all. 
And um, I just think that, you know, when you're being lied uh, to over and over again and and you're already very, you know, dissatisfied with the way that your life is, a lot of poor folks out there that, you know, just are angry and they need somebody to blame. And this just sort of makes things, it's just, he's, he's fanning the flames of hate. He's making, uh, he's just dividing us more, you know. And like you said, this has been going on since the beginning of time, but I feel like there's, uh, he's giving, these people are becoming very brash now. He's giving these racists, these haters, these, these uh, fucking assholes permission. That's right. That's the Permission. Part. Yeah. He's exactly. Ena- he's to enabling, act out. He's enabling the worst out. elements. Exactly. The thing that scares America. me is that we're about to go through round two of this, where mm-hmm. now we're going to see those supporters say, "Oh, look, he's done great things." Like they think that the past four years have been great. You mm-hmm. know, like they think that America is great again, right? Because he's the president, and right. they're going to continue to support him through another four years because. Right. As far as they're concerned, everything's going great. So the question, Irene, is how do you Mm -hmm. find comedy in all of this? Okay, so how do I find comedy? You know, it's just the way, and I think that you can relate to this too, Adam. You know, it's just the way that I've always been. Like when I'm I'm very depressed or I'm upset, you know, I'm I'm Greek. So what can I say? The comedy and tragedy masks, you know. No, she sounds like Francis. Yes. The only way to survive for me, my only outlet is to... Find humor in any situation. It's the only way that I can de- decompress, and the only way that I can give back, you know, and 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 also reach people that normally wouldn't agree with me. I think humor is the great tool, you know. And uh, of course, you know, Trump doesn't have a sense of humor at all. Not even a fucking little bit. You know right. what I mean? Not even a little bit. But I think that that's the way to get, you know, for me to get a message out. It's a way for me to deal with, you know. Um, with uh, any sort of, you know, d- just personal shit, personal too. and 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 especially what's going on, because this is really taking a toll on all of us. You know I what think I mean? That's it right. really is. It's we're, we are all it's like a mass hysteria. We're all in this collective depression and yeah. we don't realize it. So anything that's going on in your life is now being um, exacerbated by what's going on. Yeah. For me, it's comedy and music. Yeah. Laughter and music See, are I'm the not things that, talented, that, that soothe me. Well, yeah. I'm not either necessarily, oh, but I'm saying like when I'm feeling it. down, oh, listening feeling. to music is yeah. always soothing to me. Mm-hmm. I don't actually talk about Trump or politics in my standup at all. Right, and, I, and I usually don't on this show yeah. just because I spend the rest of my life mm-hmm. talking about it yeah. on Facebook, on Twitter with right. my, you know, with friends and family, with coworkers. It's, it's nonstop. So this is sort of like my oasis away from it. But you're able to I love to that. joke about it on stage. I do, and I really, really love that. I think that we have to do what's in our hearts. Like, and and you talk about it. I think you talk about it on the show. I think you you get the message out. You do what you do, and you're what you're doing here is very altruistic. It really is your podcast. The way that you're helping people, getting the message out. So if you want to just stick to com, I I don't. I, for me, I just uh, when I'm on stage, I I don't know why I have to talk about politics. I think it's the way that I've always been i've always been political i was i've always went i when i was younger i went to i remember going to the first uh pro-choice rally in washington i remember what was i wearing that's what i (laughs) can't forgive myself for one little bit but uh so it's it's sort of uh something that i enjoy talking about but i like to mix it up i'm not going to just talk about politics you know let's switch the topic to dick Let's take Dick. I like that. There's no segue. See, Dick does not need a segue, sweetie. No. Not at all. Let's oh, we're, get we're right talking into about it. Trump, and we went into Dick. So I'm interested specifically in your husband's yeah. penis because okay, I, wonderful. 
I went through your Facebook photos, yeah. and yeah. I couldn't find one photo of this man. Does oh. he exist? Oh, wait, my Facebook photos? You yeah. didn't see one? Where, who, where is your husband in all this? His name is George is Glass. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of him. George, George Glass. George Glass. Uh, yeah, sure, he's right. he hates to take selfies, actually, but I do have some pictures. Uh, for our anniversary, I posted something from our wedding, and I try to take pictures of him when I can. Uh, but he he's, he doesn't cooperate with me. Yes, he has a lovely penis. Um, apparently, he has like what I call the rising fastball ball penis. It kind of curls up a little bit. Oh, like okay. a banana. Which is great, like a banana. I love that. I that. love that. Did I'm you guys? That. I'm into that too, sweetie. Because it goes right to the spot. It goes mm-hmm. right to my spot. That's my favorite kind of penis. Mine too, but guess what? It's a disorder. It's called pierogies. Um, or did you fucking oh, hear pierogies. <laughs> It's Coroni's uh, disease. But it sounds I, like something delicious pierogi. at Coney, in Coney yeah. Island. Yeah, yeah. Usually like Peroni's, though, bends yeah. to one side or the other. His bends up? His bends up, but come on, really, it's bending. I don't know. I didn't take a measurement. Well, the it. bending it up is could be a little okay. to the left. I think the bending... Actually, he's a little to the right, which really causes a lot of problems with my vagina. Anyway, oh, he's politically to the right. Yeah, I mean, he's he's independent. Now. His penis is politically to the right. <laughs> and and remind us, are just did, are you into the anal sex? Do you allow his his curved penis into the no no? Let me explain it to you this way, okay? <laughs> when I was young, I did anal and it was fine because I was feeling good, but. I am not letting that man anywhere near my ass these days, okay? As you get older, I mean, my vagina is atrophying. My ass is completely sealed up. There's something happening with men in the ass. Mm. Oh, God, I love it. (laughs) I just feel like that takes a lot of lubrication. It It does. It takes a village to get my vagina wet. I can't imagine what it's going to do for my ass. Are you really dry at this young age that you're still Oh, I love it. And that's just wonderful. Yeah, I'm a little dry, if you will. Um... Uh, it's just that there's a You're lot not of things going on. yet. No, no, not at all. I'm still 35, bitch. What the <laughs> fuck, sweetie? Fuck you. <laughs> I have a don't ask, don't tell policy on my age. Yes, I don't care what anybody well thinks should. about it. That's right, sweetie. You're going to have to cut down the tree and count the rings. Are you guys ever going to have kids? Uh, no, we're not going to have kids. Uh, I think it was a fleeting thought for both of us. Honestly, I do have autism in my family, hence that bit. And I'm sure people might think that, you know, I hope no one thinks I'm ridiculing uh, autism or, or Asperger's because I had a severely, um, I have a severely autistic brother and my, my father was actually high-functioning autism. Uh, so I, autistic, high-functioning autistic. So I uh, was always very affa- afraid and fearful of having children because I know that it's genetic, even though they recently came to that conclusion. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you remember that uh, documentary, Refrigerator Mom, mm-hmm. where they blamed it on the mother's frigidity. Of course, they always blame the fucking blame women, the women, sweetie. Yep. But anyway, um, uh, so I was afraid of having children because I was afraid they were going to be autistic. And not that autistic children aren't lovely, but it's a huge, giant undertaking. I think yeah. that's very sensible. And I also mm-hmm. think not everyone has to have kids. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, we're so programmed that if you don't get married and have kids, if you don't do You've both those wrong. things, you somehow don't have a fulfilling life. But there are a lot of single people out there, like myself, mm-hmm. who are not just like fu- having great lives. And there yeah. are people who are married that just for one reason or another choose not to reproduce mm-hmm. and they have very full lives. I too. think it's very sensible. Okay. That's if you, you listen, listen, if I, I feel like we need to be responsible for what we bring into this world. I really do. And if we, if we just be narcissistic and we have, we just want to procreate because we want to have. You know, it's an extension of who we are, and it's a little bit, not a little, a lot of, I'm not saying everybody that procreates.
creates is uh, narcissism. They're all selfish. Yeah. But this uh, selfishness, <laughs> I know. I'm doing. I'm taking one for the team. You're welcome. Yeah. America. Just because you can have kids doesn't mean you should. And exactly. quite honestly, when I think about the future, mm-hmm. when I think about the planet, yeah. And global warming and climate change and and the politics and exactly. once once we have a global water shortage, what that's going to look like. I'm kind of, I mean, I, I worry for my nieces and nephews, and I'm glad mm-hmm. that I'm only responsible for a dog mm-hmm. who is probably not going to outlive me, although this, the, the <laughs> jury's still out on that. Irene, in the time <laughs> remaining, it's time to play everyone's favorite, que- Ew, <laughs> favorite like game, this. Ask Me No Questions. Ask Me No, Ask me no Questions. Ask Me No Questions. Yeah. Describe your ultimate sexual fantasy. Um, eating cake while my <laughs> husband's eating me out. I'm sorry. Oh, oh wow. Fucking top that! That, that sounds really, really good. What kind of cake? Oh, oh chocolate, sweetie. Oh, else? honey. Girl. Mm-hmm. Ryan just uh, reacted to this. Oh, sweetie. Yeah. Oh, you the can... soundboard's not working. Okay. It's got a little uh, softy. Question number two. Your vagina, bald, landing strip, or full bush? Um, my vagina is fucking full bush. When Hell you're done yeah. eating, you can floss your teeth. <laughs> oh, oh my about. God. That's right. Oh, my God. I live. For real? Oh, yeah. I like full bush. Listen, I, I again, you know what? It's, it's exhausting. You know, I shampoo the little fucker, you know? I'm here. But what about when you're wearing a bathing suit? You just have sideburns well, and you don't side, care? Sideburns. sideburns. I love it. They're in, bitch. You didn't know that? Sideburns are making Pubie a sideburns, lamp sideburns no. on your vagina. I, I try it. to, you know, sometimes I go a little on this, but sometimes I'm like, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to let my bush just, um, it's a burning bush and I'm letting it fly. Adam I'm is really very surprised about this. I'm anti-bush. I shave my own. Okay. Well, you know what? That's you, sweetie. I like a clean workspace. Well, I've got a clean workspace too, believe me. Trust me. How is that possible <laughs> if because there's a Because I keep bush. it in a nice, it's not a giant, well, I don't have a giant bush. I wish I did, you know? No, I actually wish I had a giant. You don't have like a seven, like, you don't have like yeah, a seventies like fro that I can like mule fucking drugs it's out like, of a, a foreign country. What's that no, thing from the nineties? Um, the thing that you could um. It's not really a bush. Chia. It's more like a little chia pom-pom. pet. Chia pet. It's a chia pet, right? It's but a small one. That's Irene, big. who is your female celebrity crush? My female celebrity crush. This is like whose vagina I would know. you eat while she ate cake? Oh shit! Now see, I really. Why am I always stuck? On, okay, maybe it's. Uh, Maybe it might be Jennifer Lopez. I mean, honestly, you know, she she's looks pretty hot. Amazing, right? I don't want to go too young, you know. Right. I don't want to be like the older one in any situation. But I think that she. I bet her vagina. Looks, is her good. vagina looks like it's going to be in good shape. For a long you know, time. her butt yeah. is. Oh Hell my yeah. god! You know, I'm putting that. She definitely sha- shaves her <laughs> ass. Cake. She does shave her ass. Okay. You're sniff I wonder that if ass. she has a full bush. We don't know that she doesn't. You know. Well, People she get wears tired. a lot of like thongy type things. That's and you true. Can, I think like, she has a landing strip. I just strip. put my hand on my dick as if I were wearing a thong. That's right. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. What's a lie that you tell all the time? This is my new favorite question. Oh my god! This is so easy. Um, <laughs> My age, hello, <laughs> fuck, guys. I thought you would know that, sweetie. You know me, okay. What about the breasts? I don't know if it's a deliberate lie. Are, are they line? real or not? I don't oh, know if I've ever asked. No, these are completely real. They really are. Good I even have you. a T-shirt mm-hmm. that says they're real. And what is your uh, your breast your bra size? My bra size is a thirty-three cunt. I'm sorry, it's a thirty-three C. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> no, it's a thirty-six. Cunt. Thirty-six. It's a thirty-six C. Wow, that's perfect. I love you. Yeah, it is perfect. It's a handful. You know sensible. what I mean? A C is a nice Everything cup. is sensible. Everything you know? has to be for sensible. For me, it's all just right there. But you what's know? interesting about your tits? It's a whole dining is that, like, experience. Like right now, your tits look 
pretty normal size, but yeah. then sometimes, with, depending on what you're wearing, they look huge. Well, you know, there is this thing, sweetie. It's called the push-up bra the bitch. push-up I works, think honey. You probably know that. It, it just worse. like lifts and squeezes, and it gets everything out there. All right, we've never asked a guest this before, okay, but we'll I do. think you're Shoot. the perfect uh, oh person to goodness. debut it. Okay. Perform for us your best fake orgasm. Oh, this cake is delicious. <laughs> oh my god. Bravo, Irene. I Bravo. I honestly I wonder if our lesbian listeners just got a little turned on. Oh, thank I you, got sweet. turned on. Well, sweetie. We got a little red. We got to play this for More Romaine and see what she does. That's, that was really... <laughs> I'm hungry for some cake. That was good. Ryan, now do yours. <clears throat> Uh-oh, sweetie. Oh. 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 Wow. Yeah! Thank My you. husband has to practice that. We have a room full of actors. <laughs> JB. Oh my God, JP, it's been a long time, right? Since you've. Uh... <laughs> I love oh, this. Shade. Mine's is very simple. Yeah. I'm. I'm done. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> and now yours. Mine. I sound really, really Don't gay when I do it. Don't just get into it. It's like um. Huh? 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 Oh yeah. Huh? <laughs> It's kind of like that. <coughs> oh, my God. Oh my I actually have it on video. Okay. Um, of course I do. What has been the most exciting night of your life so far, Irene Bermas? The most exciting night of my life. Um, oh, God. The, I know the worst night of my life. The most exciting night of my life was when, um, I guess, when I got married. That was pretty exciting, wasn't it? It was really The, the whole party was pretty fun. Not the actual ceremony, but the party after was pretty exciting. What happened? Uh, we were just dancing, and I had all my lovely friends there, and it was really fun. And I'm sure I'm going to find something that was even more exciting than that, and I'm not recalling it on the spot. The worst night of my life is when Hillary lost Me too. to Donald Trump. <laughs> I, that Pretty was fucking so bad. fucking oh bad. I, I remember, Adam, you and I walked... We were together. We were together on that night, and show. we walked out of the show. Do you remember that? Yeah. We, we walked stay. out. We couldn't stay. You guys yeah. were on the on the on the we John Ersang was yeah. doing live coverage on yeah. fu- on Sirius XM, and it was supposed to be a party, and there were like ten comedians in the studio. Yeah. We were in a circle. We all had our headphones and mics, and we're laughing it up. And then all of a sudden, it was like, wait a second, she's this is not she's going to lose. Yeah. And then you and I both were like, we we need to go. Like we needed to right. go home and watch it. That's right. That's um, right. Irene Bremis, tell people how they can follow you and how they can buy the album. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Adam. I love you. I love uh, you. You can find me on um, iTunes, Pandora, and all uh, all platforms. Um, it's <clears> called Unladylike. Unladylike. Irene Bremis, Unladylike, please. And if you're on Pandora, give me a thumbs up, sweeties, please. Yes, me too. And how do yes, you follow? And Adam too. How do people follow and you, you online? And you can follow me at Irene Bremis 13 on uh, Twitter at Irene Bremis on Instagram please Thank you follow me so and I love you Adam I love you're so amazing. happy good luck with oh the also album. I just wanted to say one other thing I'm going to be doing a podcast that you're going to have to come on several times okay. with actress Jennifer Esposito and I'm oh, very excited about that that's starting next week so stay tuned amazing. for that thank you Irene Bremis thank you Ryan thank you JB we'll be back next week with another fabulous comedian Sherry Davey subscribe Yay, to this podcast her. at dnrstudios.com don't forget to download Adam Sank's last comedy album follow me me on Twitter and Instagram 
Instagram at Adam Sank. Donate to the Keep JB on the Ass Fund at AdamSank.com. Uh, have a great week, bitches. We love you. We Bye. love you. We love you. Sweet. <laughs> 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 <laughs>